from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. That's true. We're not. In, we're not in France. Damn it! <laughs> I want to be. I want to be. That's the 2020 podcast. Not with you, because it's such a romantic <laughs> city. Oh, I don't know why. I forget every time because I think I have clever stuff coming in right, right. out the gate. But anyway, think was the key word. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Tennis Revolution podcast, Corey. How's it going? It's great. I'm excited about real tennis, and I get to actually watch women's tennis now. Uh-oh, somebody's got a Corey's Corner. <laughs> yes, I always. Is that what you meant by real tennis? Real, real tennis? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's only thing that matters is Corey's Corner. So, uh, we're not in France, unfortunately. But, hey, you know who is in France? 256 pro players? No. Oh. Yes, that too. <laughs> uh no, a uh, friend of the show and former guest, comedian Joe List. He is. He is indeed. And he didn't invite us? No. <laughs> is he performing there? No, I think he's just there He's just there on vacation. Oh, nice. I know. I was like, well, damn. You take me and stay your wife. You can Come tell he's, uh, his career is going up from his appearance on the show. I think, listen, that's the whole purpose behind trying to find somebody that will follow us on Twitter. That's the whole point. Because guess what? He follows the Tennis Podcast, the Tennis Revolution Podcast Twitter handle. He follows it. All the cool celebrities do. And guess what? He's in Paris now. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> you tell me. Right. I heard uh, Mohamed Safwat is looking for a podcast sponsor. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. What is that? That was who Dimitrov. Is that a car, a car company? <laughs> That was who Dimitrov got to play. They announced like an hour before the match that they, he was changing opponents. And I was thinking how awful that must be for both people. Um, and, then, of course, that was the match they decided to show for the, for the entirety of the broadcast. Was well, what happened? What uh, Troisky was who he was supposed to play, which actually would have been a somewhat intriguing match. Yeah. But I guess he had a back issue or something. Now they have those new rules. You know, if you uh-huh, play yeah. and, and start, you don't get anything, or you think you might get penalized even. And so these guys are dropping out now. They're waiting until the last minute to make sure they can't play. Well, more importantly, it's actually they split the prize money for the first round if well, a lucky loser gets in in their place. But the thing is, why does he get any? Because he wasn't in. He didn't play. Because it, that's what keeps them from just faking it through three sets. That's true. So he gets, still gets something, but he doesn't get as much as he would have gotten if he if he right. finished the match. And didn't, obviously didn't have a chance to advance, of course. Yeah. Which, I guess he would. And the lucky loser still does, theoretically. Right. Maybe not in this case. I think he was 184 in the world or something they said, and he's playing the number three in the world. Well, we know what that means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It doesn't mean much on the women's side. Good God almighty. We won't get into that. Now, listen, we could have come in here and acted like it was Friday and look like a geniuses. <laughs> I could have predicted, you know what? I think, I think the defending champion is going to lose in the first round. What? No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bold predictions. Right. And then you would he- download this thing and be like, "Wow, those guys! <laughs> yeah, are save true that true geniuses." Yeah, I don't think anybody believe, would believe it. 
No, but it happened. Yeah. It happened. That little brat. <laughs> uh, you made a, a fine, fine comment, which may be sexist for all I know, but you said you like watching her lose. But then again, she's losing to a woman, so I guess it can't be sexist. <laughs> right. All right. I just, I like watching, it's fun to watch people that get real angry lose. I don't particularly like it when I'm playing that person. It's just kind of uncomfortable, depending on how far they go over, but right. it's just, uh, well, and what's funny is, can you be that surprised? Like, okay, let me ask you this. Can she be that surprised she lost when she had a 0-3 oh record against the girl she's playing? <sighs> because she's obviously a better player by ranking and, right. and, and achievements. Sometimes people just have your number. I mean, it reminds me of when Federer was the 0-5 against Nalbandian, and Federer is like number one in the world, and Nalbandian was in the 30s or 40s before he was much better. Right. And they were, I think he was, he was like 0-10, really, in career because he lost him in juniors a bunch of times. And then he finally beat him, and then he beat him like 10 times in a row. But he was beating everybody but Nalbandian at one point. Isn't that amazing? There is, there is uh, a book by Chuck Creasy, who I mentioned... Probably, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Seven, I was going to say, this is the Chuck Creasy podcast, isn't it? 17 million times, <laughs> uh, possibly. But uh, but yeah, so he's got a book. And in that book, and again, I don't know what version I've got versus, you know, what version, whatever is out there now, but it's called Coaching Tennis. Huh? Not bad. <laughs> uh, originally published in 1988. You were how old, sir? Zero? Were you born in 88? I was five years old. Were you really? I was. Good Lord, you're old. It was the first book I read. <laughs> well, that's not true because you still can't read. And they didn't have, uh, you know, audio books yet. That's right. Actually, of course they did. Well, yeah, that's true. 1988. It's not like, it's not like they didn't have electricity, for God's sake. Yes, they did. Uh, they had VHS and uh, cassettes. So in any event, which we just lost half our audience. Uh, who cares? Uh, so we're so we're down to five hundred thousand then <laughs> per, per so, episode. Coaching tennis is uh, it has it has a uh, I don't know if it's a whole channel. It's not a whole chapter, but a section or a part or a page or a paragraph or a sentence <laughs> uh, about pecking order in tennis. Now it's mainly referring to the college tennis structure, you know, in that environment. Um, but pecking order in tennis is a big deal. It's a one-on-one sport, you know? And, right. And so if somebody's had your number all throughout juniors, and it's not like now Bandian wasn't good, you know? He, yeah. I mean, he definitely was a top 10 player for a while, right? Oh, yeah, and one of the best backhands ever. And one of the original man buns in tennis. <laughs> who knew? He, who knew he was a trendsetter? So, uh, but anyway, he... Uh, yeah, he had his number, and so it doesn't matter how good you become. You still have to go head-to-head against that one person, and the rankings don't dictate. Right. You don't start, like, with a you know with a four-game advantage every set because you're ranked higher, <laughs> you know, so. That's the old nature boy, Ric Flair line. You got to beat the man to be the man. Woo! <laughs> um, and so, he, you know, that's what's funny. Like you said, it. you, you know, tennis, you don't, just uh you still got to beat whoever you face it doesn't matter what your ranking is which is what we like about it yeah that's why it's beautiful that's why i don't get upset when i see ostapenko and, and i'm not 
evil like you are. Uh, poor little angel. That poor little fight, fighting her little heart out. Uh, you know, she goes out in the first round, and it's like, hey, guess what? You got to lace them up every right. time. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but uh, but yeah. So pecking order is a big deal. But kind of in that regard, would you say tennis is a little bit different than a lot of sports in that you're not necessarily going to have the most deserving winner every time? Because you could play, if you played this tournament a hundred times, you'd probably have 40, 30 or 40 different winners in the women's. <laughs> in the men's, you might have two, but. 98 and two. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, but yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not deserved. Well, I know, but I just mean it. I feel like if you played, you know, the NBA season or the NFL season, you're going to have a handful of teams that really have a chance no matter who, what the right. structure is. Right. So, like, for instance, year, a couple years ago, I, I think it was Carolina that got into the playoffs with a 7-9 and nine record. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then what if they would have actually won the Super Bowl? Right. You Then you would have felt like, oh, wow, that was less than deserving. Yeah. Um, well, even when the Giants beat the Patriots, they were the 6th, 5th or 6th seed, I think. They were 6th yeah. seed. And the Patriots are undefeated, right? Right. Uh, yeah, but hey, listen, it's definitely deserved. I mean, you're well, and you do have to win seven matches, so that's something different. Like in golf, you could just have an amazing day and beat everybody, and you're maybe you're not the best player, but you had the best day that day, right? Tennis, you do have to do it seven times, yeah, against seven different people, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's always deserved, yeah. Grand slams are tough, especially on the men's side with three out of five. Don't get started, don't don't (laughs) at me or whatever. We saw it was some of these long five setters already. Yeah, and it's going to pay dividends uh, for their opponents later right. in the in the thing. Um, so, what are we looking at? So, um, let's talk a little bit. I have one topic I wanted to bring up. Two topics that were pre-tournament. One of them was uh, Nori, Cameron Nori. Yeah. Are you familiar with that fella? Yes. You heard of him? Tall British. I don't know how tall he is. Is he pretty tall? <laughs> I think he's a tall guy. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Good for him. <laughs> um, Which is a huge benefit in tennis we learned last week on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Cameron Nori uh, gets through over a top. I don't even know where Isner is ranked, to be honest with you. At the time, he's top 10, right? Maybe 10. I think he's not. Yeah, well, he's probably 9 seed, but yeah, probably not ranked. So Cameron Nori beats Isner, which I'm sure, you know, the Twitter factory, the tennis Twitter was all abuzz, taking down the racist, <laughs> evil, fast pro shop supporter. Um, so, yeah, so, but the only thing that made me think of that is because we have an additional important tennis going on besides this dumb French Open, and that is college tennis. Right. And Cameron Nori played college tennis he played at tcu here in the dfw area and did not win a singles national title i don't think <laughs> so how could he possibly be beating a guy that's top 10 in the world right it's crazy uh well, isner didn't either he lost in the finals of his ncaa championship he won a doubles did he and he te- and one team okay yeah his team i knew his team won i didn't know he won a doubles i made that up I totally, <laughs> made, I totally made that up his team did win though i think uh, multiple. Yeah. 
multiple. But he he did lose in the finals to, in the singles. Well, yeah. So let that be a lesson to you, children, that college tennis, NCAA tennis, is a potential stop on the way on the way to the pro tour. Um, you can get a lot out of it. I mean, the downsides are you can't train as much because there's limitations during the NCAA season. Um, there's certainly scheduling restrictions. Do you mean by training? Do you mean on court or any kind? On court, yeah, because you can't do stuff outside of the seat. You can't play matches outside of the season. Okay, so you, everything is limited, um, and you're on campus taking classes. You can't, you know. You, yeah, but you also have but free access to all the, you know, facilities. True. True. Yeah. So Which some have, low level. 500 in the world pro certainly doesn't right you'll have what all the cool people around the rest of the world call a physio yeah i don't know what that is but <laughs> you know cameron nori i'm sure had a weight training staff right at the old uh tcu there uh athletic trainers as in medical trainers right uh to keep them healthy and then obviously coaching um with a coaching staff working uh although you know again they can't work solely with him they've got to work with their entire True. roster so uh there are some limitations but you know as we've talked about many a time the average age is shifting you know older in terms of the pro tour so you're not really giving up a lot by getting some seasoning competing in in you know pressure matches because ultimately if you pick a school and you go there on purpose and you want to be there and you want to play for that school then matches that you compete in are going to be there's going to be pressure. Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing that's hard to manufacture when you're training is pressure. Um, and that's one way to get it. And you get a chance to fill out physically, to you know really come along emotionally, mentally. So uh, there's some examples. Stevie Johnson, John Isner, and now – Kevin the, Anderson. One of the newest – well, he's old. I was kind of getting to <laughs> some of the newer oh. – one of the newer <laughs> ones is, is uh, Cameron Norrie doing well. He didn't win that tournament. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but still, he beat he, he beat a uh, top ten player. I think he made it to the semis. And, well, uh, and I had Kevin Anderson on mine. I met a South African in uh, Dallas this week, and he was like all about Kevin Anderson, and I was like, who? <laughs> uh, and then uh, I felt bad because he was a little more excited than anybody else was about him. But no, I, I would be curious to know how many of the top hundred played college because I feel like it's as high now as it's been in the last twenty years, I don't or maybe know. top two hundred even. Maybe. So it's maybe it's a new trend, and, and I don't know that it's probably going to happen that much in women's tennis anytime soon because they're just on the tour so much younger. Yeah, but but I think in men's tennis definitely it's a viable option. Well, we'll see. Danielle Collins is kind of the newest one that had some success recently. She's up to forty four in the world. There you go. And she was like un, a wild card. Yeah. Whenever that was in the fall. Yeah. Or maybe spring. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not to the fall yet. <laughs> well, uh, I meant last fall, but I didn't know. Yeah, we. How long ago it's been that she came on the scene? Yeah. So, uh, but there's a bunch. I was watching qualifying of the French Open, by the way, um, which is fun, and I highly suggest it. So, you know, I wanted to get excited about that, but I just, it's hard when you don't know any of the players. <laughs> I was, well, what's, what was a higher quality in your opinion? So, Geneva or the French qualifying? So, I'm looking, I'm, I'm holding something up <laughs> to Corey right now. Put that um, away, we're in public. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's a phone, and it's a magic, <laughs> magic device. It has this thing called the internet. First, he wants me to get BN. Now I've got to get a phone. This is podcast is becoming too much. So you, all you do is you go to the French Open app. <laughs> you, you go to draw or live matches, actually, 
and then you can just you don't even have to really do any research. <laughs> you just click right on the person and it kicks over to their little profile where they're from, right. their age, their height. Little intrusive. It gives their weight. By the way, I'm serious. I don't it, that's, know. That's that's that used to be a big point of uh, of contention. I know. I know. Well, it's, let me rephrase what I meant. I can look up two players that are playing at my club. You know, that are three five level. And that still doesn't make me want to watch the match. So I mean, what I mean is people I've never heard of. Well, your th- whole thing was people I don't know who they are. Well, yeah. look them up. Well, I mean, it's but it's like, would you rather watch people you don't know that could be? you know, win the third, fourth round of a grand slam, well, or would you rather watch people that are semi-established but lower in? Let me make a confession. Why was I watching qualifying? Because you're just so passionate about tennis. You'll watch any form. That could be it. <laughs> it might be it. I would be curious the ratings on the qualifying. It's not it. <laughs> College recruiting. I'm looking for, not yet, but soon, <laughs> I'm looking for somebody anybody that needs the level of karma that following this tennis <laughs> podcast Twitter will give them Mohammed Safwat. <laughs> no, but I did start, I was watching one of the matches I clicked on was Claire Lou. Okay. All right. She played college tennis. Yeah. Did you know that? I knew that she was a big time, you know, USTA junior. So that doesn't surprise me. Well, you said, yeah, like, oh, yeah, we uh, we hit together last week. <laughs> well, I've heard of her. You know, I got excited because I didn't expect you to say somebody I've heard of. All right, that's fair. Um, so, anywho, so she played college tennis, and she was in a pretty, a pretty like, uh, nip-and-tuck match with, uh, I can't remember who. Who was it? I don't remember. Anyway. Well, and you got Dolhide. Hang on, let me finish my damn story. <laughs> And so I looked through Twitter to find her. There she was. And then I decided, let me see. Let me go over to Instagram. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not getting crazy here. All right. But I started looking at Instagram and I've made a decision. I'm not going to follow anybody on Instagram. It just feels creepy to me. You know what I'm saying? The whole terminology of follow I always thought was creepy. Oh, I'll go home and follow you. Like well, if, if anybody said that 10 years ago, they'd be in jail. Well, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, because all it is is just pictures. Right. And I'm like, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> that's the culture we're in now. You, as you said earlier about me not being able to read, that's the culture we're in. It's all visual. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But anyway, so... So, um, but you've changed my mind on the qualifying. It's <laughs> <laughs> and well, here's why it's actually, a, we actually have a chance uh, to have Americans win, which we don't have in the main draw. So it's perfect. <laughs> she did not win by the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there are a couple, I'm looking through the qualifiers. There's a, few, a couple Americans that made it through. Yeah. 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 And, and listen, first of all, it gives us a chance to see players that nobody else is really looking at. And so we'll, we'll be a little more educated, if yeah. you will. Um, so really, it kind of we get to watch tennis while at the same time, quote unquote, prepping for the show. Well, and sometimes I forget, you know, how blessed we are in America because the guy that I teach is from Chile, and we were talking about there's one Chilean player in the top 200, 
And so he, of course, he lost first round. He was in the French, but it's it's must be frustrating for these you know people from smaller countries. So that's the cool thing about the French Open qualifying. You're going to see somebody from you know Taiwan or some you know some Indonesia, these really small country, India that might have one or two players, and they don't ever get to see them on TV. Right. And so that is that isn't even that guy from Egypt that I was joking about. I mean, how many tennis players are there in Egypt from Egypt in the top you know 500? There can't be that many. Right. And they got to see him in the qualifying in the main draw. So in any event, qualifying's fun. You get to see you you're talking about how many college players are, you know, running around out there. Well, there's one one place to find a bunch of them is in the qualifying. Right, I could see that. Yeah. So anyway. Uh what was I talking about? Something good, I'm sure. <laughs> and I got sidetracked on stalking players on So does that mean you're dropping her as a potential candidate because she lost or just yeah, well, listen. <laughs> not, so, not I mean because she lost, but just meaning she dropped out of focus because she lost. Well, here's what I need. I need to see, first of all, somebody who isn't, you know, I don't, I'm not following somebody's top five in the world for Pete's sake. So right. I'm going to have to be probably outside the top 80-ish, even maybe further than that. And the other thing is, is they've got to have some potential. Right. As, as 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 I deem, you know, watching them, you know, I'll assess them, et cetera. And then the final piece of the puzzle that they're missing in their game, in their success, in their future, <laughs> is following our podcast. I don't know about listening. What do you think about listening? Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be if we're advancing their career so precipitously. That's a good point. And we'll give them shout outs. Totally. If you have a blue check and you follow this podcast, you're getting a shout out. Yeah. We already mentioned comedian joe list right uh who has a blue check i think (laughs) i'm going with it well and so there were two american women that qualified which were that dole hyde who i mentioned and grace men so they both got to be outside the top 100 if they were qualifying and then obviously there's several that are in the draw that are in the top 100 right and they can't be 12 and they can't be 50 <laughs> well cuz i don't want to follow somebody who's too young you know what i yeah. mean cuz that's really creepy as shit <laughs> i'm not in you know what i mean right um and so and then they can't be on the tail end cuz what kind of karma can we help the, you know what i mean yeah. it's like eh. so those are my parameters out there um so we'll see well so, and there well we didn't talk about this last week but how deep do you think an american's going to make it in the tournament We'll start with the men because that's the easier to answer. Um, is let's see. <laughs> I was gonna say, are there anyone left? <laughs> <laughs> there are. By the time this airs, there may, <laughs> may not be. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No, there is because we had a winner today. There you go. Which is Sunday. We're we're as usual. We're uh, broadcasting on or recording on Saturday. So I so mean, he'll Sunday. be in. He'll be in no matter what. Next, by the time this airs, right? Because I think the first round goes all the way through Tuesday. Yeah. Which is. Which I don't really mind. I mean, it's like, oh, when is the next round? But at the same time, I dig a Sunday start. Yeah, that's Corey's Corner. Spoiler alert. There Damn you go. Damn it, every time, Kylie. <laughs> do we even know each other? <laughs> I have him blocked on my cell phone that I don't have. So Donaldson, um, Jared Donaldson won. Yeah, and he played the Chilean, the only Chilean in the draw that I talked about. That was Those were the two that played. And Taylor Fritz was up two sets to one. <sighs> and did not win. Damn it. It's hard it's hard to be a fan of his because he's been kind of the same ranking for like the last two years. And it's just like you keep thinking he's gonna I watched him at the Challenger in Dallas thinking he was gonna 
you know, kind of just be the next big thing. And he hasn't really, his ranking hasn't changed. Right. And there's so many other Americans above him. It's hard to be that excited about him. Tiafo, you've seen like a steady increase for the last year. And a lot of people talk about him. You don't hear anybody talk about Fritz. And then the guys that are, you know, like Isner and right, or aforementioned Jack Sock, <laughs> they've kind of, you know, gotten to where they need to get to to impress us. Yeah, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can tell that Sock has really <laughs> impressed us a lot. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, yeah. So who's gonna make who's gonna make it far and and how far? By the way, I have to bring this up while you're thinking. Someone, we were talking about potential players to beat Nadal, and somebody said, well, you know, Jack Sox got a great chance. He's he's uh, played him in a cl- tough match before. And I said, "There's first of all, there's no way he's going to make it to play Nadal. Uh, and number two, I mean, yeah, he's played him close matches, but it's usually two out of three or not on clay. He played him a decent match at the French, I think, a couple years ago. They went to four sets, but right, that may have been the year that Nadal dropped out with injuries, so... He he and Isner would be the two Americans that could give Nadal any kind of trouble, but I don't see enough for him to be that worried. Yeah. For um, Sock especially. Okay, so Isner is a giant tree trunk of a man, and he b- runs about as fast as a tree trunk <laughs> and for as long. And if so, he played tomorrow against Nadal, I would give him actually a, a decent, not a decent, but compared to anybody else. Like first round, shot. you mean. Right. Right, before any yeah. toll has been taken. That's uh, his best opportunity. Right. Um, but I don't see it, you know, in the later rounds. It's when they would play. Right. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, McEnroe. John McEnroe. <laughs> So just so that so you know, Donaldson plays Dimitrov next. So we can go ahead and chalk that one up to a yeah, loss. I, I think it's – all right, so I'm down to I, – I think Query's going to lose in the first round. I'm down to – But he gets um, the American, so he's got sock. an American there. I think – yeah, I think he's going to lose to Tiafo. Um, I'm going to either Sock or um, Stevie Johnson. That's who I'm picking. Who, who Now who? Who just had a decent tournament. Now who? Who, who, who? I'm going Stevie Johnson. Let's do it, baby. And will that be third round? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. And he would actually have to beat a seated player. Which is, I mean, not saying that's impossible. And on Clay, the seeds are kind of wonky anyway. But What about you? What do you got? Oh, it's, Isner has such a terrible draw. Um, well, and again, five sets on a on a slower surface. And so for me... And they're expecting thunderstorms. It's going to be wet and slow. So for me, that's the number one factor in terms of which one's going to have have a better shot. I mean, I'll I will take Sock just because he's playing a lucky loser and potentially a lucky loser in the second round. He could play two lucky losers, which has probably never happened before in the history of Grand Slam tennis. Yeah, who knows? And be in the third round where he'll get killed by Shapovalov, but. At least I could see him. He has two matches that he should win. Hmm. Not, yeah. that that, not that that ever mattered. I'm not picking any American to make the fourth round because that would be pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be huge. That'd be huge. All right, well, is that all we got? Which pitiful American's going <laughs> to limp to the third round? Is well, that- well, we have to talk about them when we can because next, next right. Sunday. I mean, again, it, it when you look at draws, 
and I do this with March Madness, you know, for basketball, you, you look at draws and you're like, oh, you know, this matchup or that matchup, or you got, you know, uh, a team that's got a bunch of, you know, balanced team like freshmen soft, that keep all their players. And you got like a Kentucky who's one and done type team. And those two, two guys, are, you know, teams are going to clash and it's going to be exciting. And then you can root for all the 16s and the ones, and those are exciting. <laughs> and, uh, and the men's draw, there's so few potential. You're looking at the draw and just sort of, you know, pushing out who's who, and you're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, and the only thing to me, and I'm not saying I want this to happen, but the only thing that would make this men's draw exciting would be Nadal losing. Because you would see the odds just go crazy. You know, everybody, the whole just way people are thinking about the draw would change. I don't think any other outcome of any other match would affect the draw that much. Right. Because I don't think anybody's going to say, you know, if if Zverev goes through the next three rounds and dominates, I don't think anybody's going to say, oh, it's all Nadal and Zverev. They're still going to say it's all Nadal. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, nobody's going to play themselves into being the favorite. Right. Or even close. If we have a a one, three, and two final, six, (laughs) one, six, three, six, two final. Yeah. And it's Nadal on the winning end of it. I'm out. I'm never watching the men's French Open again until he retires. I'm out. They were saying that coming in, this is about the most overwhelming favorite he's ever been in a in a grand slam in a in a French Open. And I can't disagree with that. But yeah, it's but just, last year he rolled. I mean, he last did. Year I know. It was pathetic. And that's what's scary. If he's more of a favorite this year than he was last year, that was not even fun to watch. But hey, I guess everybody's really really good, and they're all getting better. But he <laughs> every year he gets older, he gets better. Also, yeah. How does that work? His forehead's getting bigger too. And I don't mean because he's balding. <laughs> so he would actually have to play the winner of that sock shop of all of in Uh-oh. the round of sixteen. He's in trouble. Jay sock bringing heat. <laughs> Which I mean, how great would that be? That is a somewhat compelling match. Either of those two, I feel like they could at least be respectable. And if you're respectable, anything can happen. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, because Jack sock. Listen. Don't beat us up, JSOC. Please listen. Um, <laughs> if yeah. you beat it all at the French, we'll never criticize you again, ever. Okay, I'll take that bet. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, not a bet, but yeah, I'll take that. Uh, Somehow, challenge. I don't think he's going to care if we <laughs> support him. But hey, karma. That's right. Of the pod. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, uh, is there anything else compelling on the men's side? I mean, we know the usual suspects: the the Prince of Clay, right, Dominique. Yeah, Zverev, and they play each other in the quarters. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Chapo. Yeah, he's a you know. Well, you know, I was going to come in and make one of the, one of my bold predictions, and then I backed off of after earlier today because I was going to pick Goffin to be my favorite. If somehow Nadal loses, I was going to take Goffin, and he's down two sets of love in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> he did end up winning, but he yeah, didn't. He didn't inspire my confidence. Right, right. But you know what? It, it could definitely turn. He hasn't played a lot. You and he plays I mean? and he plays a wild card next, and then he plays Monfi and his style of play, he would probably beat Monfi because he'll just Monfi will just wear down and and yeah. overhit. Although he looked good, Monfi looked good. He dominated. Yeah, he did after the first set. He killed him. Um, and again, I think a lot of it has to do with first matches. They haven't played a lot. Some of these guys, and they come in and they just got to play their way in. And with a with you know a three out of five, you can actually do that. What's crazy? I'm looking at this draw, and this tells you how much impact that rule change had. There's like, it's the I'm most, seeing five or six lucky losers yeah, in the draw. It's a ton of them. So that tells you how many people are playing previously that really shouldn't have been. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing like seven seven lucky losers in the main draw. That's insane. I like it. They made it. They made a rule change that actually worked. Yeah. Congratulations. Um. All right. Anything else? No, we're going on the women's, right? I mean, literally nothing else in the women's draw, right? <laughs> the men's, you mean, yeah. I mean, the men's. I mean, there's, there's, it'll be interesting to see how some of the guys that haven't, Djokovic and Stan, I am interested on both of them. Well, I think I would be, but I'm not, because they're both not. We're still waiting for that tournament that says, oh, done. This is, right. this is, I don't know if it'll ever be the old Joker, but. You when know. everybody says, oh, get Stan through a couple rounds, and then you'll see the real, and it's like, I watched him lose 6-4-6-0 a few days ago, yeah. and he looked awful. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you can't, there's a difference between turning it on, you know, after you won a couple, and just going from nothing to turning it on. Right. You can't, I mean, he lost to number 70, 80 player in the world, 4-0. and Right. So, it, yeah, those players like that, it's just kind of, you know, we're in a holding pattern with them. I want them to be. Right. And I'm hoping by the U.S. Open, we have a full-fledged, you know, men's draw where everyone is is healthy ish, healthy enough, playing at their at the peak that they can play in. You know, yeah. September, uh, and then you know, maybe we'll have a decent tournament. Which is so crazy because we wanted that in the Australian, <laughs> and we yeah. still haven't gotten yeah, there exactly. six months ago. Uh, I mean, but so let me put this: Would you be upset if it was a Djokovic at all final? I don't even know if they're in the opposite halves, but if it was, yeah, they're in different halves. So. Um, would, would I be upset? Well, it just depends because you know you're going to be able to see every Nadal and every Djokovic match right. on ESPN too. Um, I just think it, I would be just because I don't think Djokovic is there yet, and I, I would the outcome to me would be a foregone conclusion. But that's almost well, no matter who Nadal plays. If he <laughs> makes it all the way to the finals, it, depending on what the scores look like, yeah, it's just going to infuriate me and be another yet another nail in the coffin of this era. If he can just roll through after he's been out and right. whatever and this, that, and the other. So, so it remains to be seen. So. Well, and he would have to beat Bautista, you know, and then Dimitrov and then Goffin or, um, or Karina Busta and then teamers very, I mean, he'd have to beat a ton of players to get there. Right. So, I mean, I guess it would prove that he was close, but what I mean is he, even if he did that, he would probably be expending so much energy yeah, he's not. Whereas Nadal's going to be winning, like you said, one, two, and one, and they get in the finals, and it's you know it would probably be it would probably be four, three, and four. Yeah, but it's just to me that's not. I want to see someone who comes in fresh, maybe someone who Nadal hasn't beaten, gets on a roll, and then it's an interesting dynamic. Benoit pair. <laughs> we should have had a, a pair versus versus Fonini bet to see who goes farther. Well, I think technically, I think we kind of do because we call you know, I mean. Those are our horses, baby. We're riding them. That's right. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. So who cares about the men's draw? You ready to kick kick it on the women's side? Oh, yeah. Well, let's do that when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com. To get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. This is going to be a really short segment, people, women's tennis, so let's uh, <laughs> knock this out and get out of here. <laughs> 
It's actually, I'm just happy to actually be able to watch women's tennis again. Yeah, it's, uh, let me tell you something, buddy. Uh, if I am not a friend, okay, to the WTA tour, I don't know who is. <laughs> First of all, I'm trying to stalk on Instagram women's tennis players. And I don't know, why haven't I done this with men? I don't know, because men's tennis is stupid right now. Maybe because, is it because women are a little more social media savvy, maybe? I don't know. That might be it. Or they're more attractive. Sue me. <laughs> no, that can't have anything to do with it. I don't give a shit. Sue me. <laughs> all right, it's male nature. If you don't like it, move to another planet. Well, and by the way, I think, I, I would bet that they have way more followers than the male players. Ag- agreed. Um... All right, women's draw. So, like I was saying, the men's draw, there's a couple stories and any other sort of interest we have in in any matchups, potential matchups, et cetera, it's really just kind of like, eh, well, yeah, okay, I guess that'd be something. Right. But on the women's side, there's a lot of interest for me on a lot of different things. I mean, defending champion. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that was part of it, to be honest right. with you, because she – she won and then sort of disappeared, then kind of had a little mini resurgence, and now... Well, and this was really her first opportunity to kind of, what they always say, you know, defend points. Right. And that's always like a separate test. Right. And we saw that with Bouchard. She did that one year amazing, and then right. the next year she couldn't defend all the points. Right. And I feel like that's a different type of pressure. Yeah, and she's now the number two player in Canada, by the way. <laughs> she's, yeah. Did you, did you hear about that controversy? No, but I know she's barely in the top 200 now. So there's a, a young woman uh, in Canada who became the Canadian number one. And she gets on Twitter <laughs> and says, basically, you know. Congratulate no, yourself. Nobody gave a shit about me being the Canadian number one, and it's because I'm black. Huh. Well, if I, And I thought really more to the <laughs> point, it was because you're 4,000 in the world. I was going to say. It just happens that you didn't catch Eugenie. Eugenie fell off the cliff that you were at the bottom of. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anybody cares about any player that's not in the top 150. Any. Right. Any player. I don't care what. Who's the number one men's player in the world? American. Isner? Yeah, and we don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, that doesn't, the fact that she's number one in the country doesn't mean anything. Well, it does to the country. Right. But But it's not, I mean, okay. It's an achievement, right. yes, but it's not like she achieved anything worthy of you know some great right. praise like this is the future of Canadian tennis. That's what being the number one in your country means. When Shapovalov or Shapovalov passed <laughs> Raonic, right. they're both in the top 30 for God's exactly. sakes or whatever, you know? When nobody cared, people cared about Bouchard because she was making Grand Slam finals. It had nothing to do with her being the number one Canadian. Well, she's hot. Well, yeah, of course. That was but, a lot to do with it. But it doesn't matter because if she was, there's a lot of hot tennis players out there. Right. And if they're 300 in the world, no one cares. Yeah, you have to win something. I mean, I, that girl, you didn't mention her name, but I don't even think she's not in the draw for this tournament. She can't be. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. why would I care about someone I can't even see? By the way, who was that smoking hot tennis player that was in Playboy? Remember? I, I do remember. I mean, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, Ashley Harkle Road was Harkle in it. Road. Yes. Nobody cared about her until and, she got naked. And they really didn't even care about that. It was they just, really did. It was just people saw it was a tennis player and they got excited, but it was really people that didn't follow tennis. Right, exactly. So, and she's white. Right. And nobody gave a shit. No. Um, and she had to get naked to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you if I read the list to you now of the 140 to 150, 
first of all, I might know one of them and I'm a tennis pro, you know, and I can guarantee there's none of them. If I do care about any of them, it's because they used to, one of them used to be good. It has nothing to do with, you know, what, what their ranking is or skin color. I mean, I could care less. Now I will tell you this. I'm not from Canada. <laughs> okay. And so I have no idea if there's some kind of uh, systemic yeah. uh, issue in Canadian tennis. I thought they were pretty doggone um, progressive in Canada. So I, w- I would think know. that would be a bigger deal if, you know, she was black from Canada and doing this well. I would think she would get more attention. But again, she's not doing that well. That's the issue. Right. She's the number one player in Canada, which is really like you going to some <laughs> small island nation to be on their davis cup team what's well, like i said about the guy from chile like i love talking to my friend about him but he's like the number 87 player in the world nobody cares about him all right so she is 120 in the world so she's she must have been in qualifying um because i think you get in qualifying if you're in the 150 range so she's 120 in the world is 120 in the world um really deserve any accol- it's, it's barely professional truthfully <laughs> truthfully i mean serious it's yeah. it literally is right but i i will tell you this is a is a experience teaching most people can name about 3 tennis players if you're not in the top 3 you're probably not uh on top of mind for people right now i would assume you know in canada they probably know who she is maybe but but, you know, I don't think anybody's uh, going crazy. I was actually re- watching a story about a, another Canadian tennis player named Rebecca Marino who was in the top 40, and I had barely heard of her, and she was white. And she had some, like, depression and really, um, like, serious depression, suicidal issues, and she just now got back on the tour after, like, a five-year hiatus, and she's up in the top 100, 150, somewhere. She must not be top 100. She's not ahead of this girl, but she's fighting her way back, in other words. Right, and again, I hadn't heard of her, and she was top forty in the world, and I was like, "That name sounds kind of familiar, but not really." Yeah, so Francoise or Francoise, I guess Francis uh, Abanda, I guess she's French Canadian. Yeah, so she, I have heard her name before, she, but Montreal. So anyway, I don't know what the hell. How did I get off on that tangent? <laughs> uh, I mentioned Bouchard. That must have been why. Oh yeah, good old Bouchard. So anyway, um, but you said you had a lot of storylines you were interested in coming in and once the tournament started damn it i got sidetracked by tennis twitter (laughs) son of a gun every time every time well while you're doing that i'm looking and this section that played today has been completely blown up you had the nine seed which was our beloved venus and you had the 22 seed which is kanta who's in a complete tailspin yeah kanta got worked and ostapenko so three of the four seeds in that little section all lost ouch so you have the best person in that section which will be in the quarters right now is the 26 seed and she lost her (laughs) first and she lost her first at 6-1 so you've got in a whole section the best seeded player is 26 so that's that's going to be a crazy section and see we don't get stuff like that in the men's draw which i would love to see a section like that right it just, to me, I'd like to see new faces. But the problem is, in the women's, it doesn't get sustained. They, they do it once, and you never see them again. Right. Um, all right, so, obviously, the number... What's, what do you think the number one story in the French Open this year is on the women's side? 
I'm going to be a bandwagoner and say, how does Serena look when she's coming back? That's everybody cares about. Well, Serena, but more like more of the idea that uh, Serena was unseated. Right. So she comes in unseated. Where are you at with that? Well, I think Woman what I, hater. I think what I said is that she should be a seed. That's it. That's the only concession I would give her is a 32 seed. So what they should do is seed 16, 1 through 16, and then block seed 17 through 32. So that means if you're the 17 seed or the 32 seed or anywhere in between, right. you can go in any spot that would be 17 through 32. Which is what they do now. They just still number them. Right. Yeah. So then you just, so then she's just out there wherever. Right. Uh, at best, at best. But I have no problem with her not having a seed because I don't care what the reason is. I don't care if she ran into a burning tennis center <laughs> to save you know, orphan puppy right. playing tennis. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> the ones that were in the Venus Williams commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's why she missed, you know, the tournament. It doesn't. Yes. She is having a baby. She's right. doing the Lord's work, whatever. Uh, it, it, no, it's not. Being pregnant is not an injury. Right. But it affects your ability to play tennis. That's for damn sure. Well, and what I told somebody this week, because they were asking, this topic came up, and I said, I, they said, why don't they have a system set up where if somebody's out for a while and they come back, they still, I said, well, they actually do, and it's called a protected ranking. But I said, even with those, there, there has to be a timeline. You can't just come back in five years, and you were number one when you got hurt, <laughs> and then you're still number one. It doesn't make sense. So there's got to be like a drop-off. I said, maybe you drop five spots every month there's, there's got to be some system in place right which there wasn't for this because it wasn't an injury but well your worst prediction of all time also didn't come true <laughs> and that is serena's gonna have more babies hey it's not well yeah no, she probably can't now uh oh, of, after all the complications yeah. i mean i fault i do change. think she was going to maybe they'll adopt that counts all right um, fair enough but that won't affect her but no you're right i never thought she was coming back on the tour even well so the bottom line is this i don't give a shit why you're out if you come back, how do we know that you're not, you know, you don't have right. the ability? And I think if you put them in that block seat area, 17 to 32, it doesn't affect anything. But what if you're the third? <laughs> what if you're 32? I know. Well, I think what they actually what they need to say is not even necessarily seated. Because what if this happens to the number 40 player in the world? I think it just should be you get in the tournament. Right. And you got in the tournament, and then you're on the same. Everybody's got the equal chance when the tournament starts, theoretically. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, if you got in the tournament, you can't complain. And I haven't heard her complain. It's more about people complaining, you know, on, on her, her behalf. behalf. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel like if you're in the tournament, you kind of got... Because based on ranking, she shouldn't be in the tournament. Right, she's and 400 that, or something. And that's she? what I told people. I said... The reason you need a rule is because I said Serena can play any tournament she wants for the next twenty years, and she'll get and the people will get her in the tournament as a wild card, just for the the draw, but for the uh, draw you know of the fans. But I right. think I don't understand. There has to be something in place for all the players, you know, for it to be fair, for whatever the reason is. Like you said, that you're out. And again, I people just again, it's my fault for listening to or reading <laughs> or whatever you call it, tennis Twitter. Uh, that is certainly my fault, and I get it. But it's just getting out of hand. It, it, it's not a social civil rights issue, for God's sakes. It's actually a legitimate issue that people can be legitimately on either side uh, and have 
thoughtful, you know, whatever. We don't hate women. We don't hate babies. Um, well, Corey hates babies. Um, <laughs> well, imagine the outcry had she had to play, you know, Halep or Wozniacki or something first round. It Luckily, the draw worked out where well, she's... He, listen, here's the other thing. that That's one woman. Right. What about the other 127 women? Yeah. And so for me... You know, we're talking about a women's draw. It's not like I said, okay, you had a baby, you're not getting back in the tournament, and we're not filling your spot. Right. There's only 127 <laughs> women in yeah. this draw. Damn it. And you're wearing aprons while you're playing. <laughs> well, and by the way, the woman who gets screwed the most is, you know, the person who plays her first, Pliskova, the other Pliskova. And then Ashley Barty, 17 seed, she got to play Serena Williams second round. I mean, she's the one that got screwed, not Serena. Right. So that's what I always think is funny. Like when Sharapova came back, she wasn't the one that was getting screwed. Right, Holub got screwed. It was her opponent. <laughs> and Holub lost. Right, exactly. By the way, so. so, I mean, I don't, they're the ones that should be, people should be crying for. Well, and listen, this is going to happen a lot more when they cut the seeds in half. Totally. Um, and, I, and I'm all for it. I really don't care, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, put the one and the two and the three and the four in the hell with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I don't, on, the, on the men's side, if it's a big four, who gives a shit? That's what they do anyway. Golly, who gives a shit? Um, you know, or the UTR model, or you know, like the, right. the March Madness model, where you seed everybody, you give them a number, right. and then the one plays the one twenty-eight, and so on and so forth. It, would you ever? It, let's say tennis was starting tomorrow. We were having our first Grand Slam ever. Team, we'd play it in team format. We get rid of this bullshit. I was going to say, would you ever do a reseed after every round? Ooh. Like the one plays, okay, one and 128 the first round, and then if every favored player won, it'd be one versus 64 in the second round, which wouldn't happen. Obviously, somebody would be upset, but. Yeah. No, no. You, I mean, I think, I think, I think there should be, do it like soccer, like World Cup, where you have 16 seeds and you pick one through 16. Yeah. And then you just backfill with three other players and you get out of that. Everybody gets out of that little. They group. tried that. Remember, they tried that for one or two tournaments. Yeah, everybody gets out of the group section, and then you have. Yeah, you know, and you have one. If you have one bad day, you still are in the tournament. Right. Which was the nice thing about that. Yeah, but, but players didn't like it. Yeah, I, I would prefer a team format. Yeah. To be honest with you, but hmm. who am I? Country versus country, you mean? Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just a straight up yeah club tennis. You know where you have a. a payroll and a you know whatever and bonuses for winning yeah hmm. of course i'm a college coach <laughs> I, I don't like the i wouldn't want the college format because it's not viewer friendly right uh for tv etc but uh but yeah so anyway what the hell's that guy doing anything you're, you're sexist trying to distract that's me right. from the women's draw that's right all right so serena being unseated to me is really not even a story I mean, it is because people are talking about it, but I, I think it's 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 fine. It's as it should be. Would you have been angered if they didn't let her in the draw, draw which again would never happen in the next 10 years? Right. But would you have been upset if that were the case? Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think it should have been a wild card. I have no problem with, you know, there being protected rankings, yeah. including for pregnancy. Um, But... But yeah, seating I think changes the dynamic. If we're gonna have seating, then we need to, then we need to favor the integrity of it. And yes, she's the best player in the history of the world. Guess what? Jimmy Connors was a great player. Best Who else? Female player. Yeah, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> son of a bitch. 
I was trying to think of some old ass player that was like, you know, <laughs> Margaret Court. Oh my God, please. <laughs> you know. But my point, yeah, Margaret Court couldn't come back and get, you know, right. Be seated <laughs> That's what I, exactly because of her past That's history. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some players would love to play her with her recent comments, but in doubles, yeah. But no, I you, totally that's exactly my point. I'm like, there has to be a timeline, and for Serena, it's been a year and a half. I mean, yeah. there's got it. You can't just say you come back whenever. That's a long time, and and you're still the same ranking you were when you left, regardless of what the reason was. Right. Well, you know, again, no matter under all circumstances, she would have gotten a wild card. Right, and so. You know, you still have a mechanism in place where that whole situation protected. But, you know, I don't think it should come to that. But you're right. I mean, what if she would have taken two and a half years off? Yeah. I'm like, are you shitting me? Right. Go play a challenger. You're right. And, and yeah, I mean, and I think, I guess when you, the problem was you, if you truly were going just based on ranking, let's say this happened to somebody else, you know, Abanda, for example, and she was 435 in the world, she's not getting in any tournament. Right. And that's the problem. That's why I don't like. I'm not again. I'm not saying Serena shouldn't get in the tournament, but I think there has to be a rule in place for those people that don't have the notoriety or the ranking. And here's the other thing: Why is everybody shitting themselves about a rule that 0.01 percent of people have to deal with right. on the tour? Right. I mean, ideally, if you're a, a player trying to earn money and make a career for yourself, you know, if you're in the boardroom, all right, you can have it all. Right. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> But that doesn't require you to run around and jump and do whatever else you do. So, yes, pregnancy, <laughs> I know it's not an injury, you jack wagons, but it affects you physically. And the whole point of this damn sport is it's a fig- it's not chess. Right. So, anyway, that's me crazy. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to come with something and there's going to have to be, but what it needs to be probably is a progression. You know, you get in a, and like you said, I mean, Serena is an exception, but. Nishikori came back and played challengers. We saw he didn't Agassi. have a baby, Corey. <laughs> he doesn't identify as a woman. So well, I don't remember now how how uh, Kleisters and Davenport. What happened to them when they came back? Because I'm sure they had the same issue, but I don't remember this kind of an outcry. And they were both also big. You know names. why? I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's because they're white. I was waiting on that. <laughs> Because they're Your not Serena. Your eyes got all big. Yeah. Like, this is going to be funny. Yeah, well, I know he's not going. I know it wasn't as funny as I thought uh, it was going to Well, be. I know he's not being serious. No, of course not. Um, but Kleisters and Davenport were still big-name players, too, so they got the same wild yeah. cards and everything. And then what happens to a lower player, They're not even. Gonna, it's not even a story. Hmm. That's it's, a good question. God, I wish we did research. Because <laughs> we could find out, I'm sure, pretty easily. Well, I know they got in the tournaments. I mean, there was never a time when they had to fight their way well, back. yeah, because they came back and... W- you know, whatever. yeah, Kleister's won the open after being right, right. So she didn't have to fight through the qualifiers and futures, and she may have done something. Who knows? Yeah, probably not. She probably got a wild card, right? Probably got a wild card. But they were both, you know, top players, and and you know, I don't think there was a a situation where you were doubting whether they could do it or not. Just right. like Serena, we're not doubting Serena can do it, but so next year let's have a uh, another division mothers. A division, and then we take the best mother of all the players, and they get a wild card. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what awful idea that just was. That, talking about hate mail, and they will, and that wouldn't work because then you'd have two top ten players that are mother. That would that would be there. There's no there's no system they're going to be able to put that works. All right. So what other uh, store? So that's the biggest one. The other one is I think there's 
214 American players in the, <laughs> in the main draw on the women's side. And yet, in that, in that with that note, we still won't have one in the semis, probably. No, are you sure? Sloan looked incredible. She did. Um, she did. Guess who else is in the in the in the draw? <laughs> well, there's many players, but <laughs> <laughs> well, American, you mean? Yeah, American, and I said it all giddy like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Bethany Maddox saying. Oh, I did see that. Woo-hoo. I'm excited. I am excited I'm about that. I'm very excited for. I mean, I, I'm going to. You know, I'm not going to say I'm excited for her as a person. I don't know her. Well, so, I've got a question for you. What? Since she conceivably or theoretically works for the tennis channel, what could she do as a player to make her experience more interactive or viewer friendly? Do what now? Like she she was commentating for the tennis channel, right? When she right. was injured. So what could she do as a player to make the viewing experience of her match better while she's playing yeah play naked what do you, i don't know what you're what are you <laughs> i'm asking? saying like she could have a microphone when she played not she's not going to talk obviously oh, I see. she could you know do her own courtside interview she could i'm just trying to think of random things that she could do oh i see that no one else can because they don't work for a company a broadcasting company well I'm, i would imagine her contract ended as soon as i she would assume yeah <laughs> but they would play they're obviously going to focus on that match partly because she was a commentator for the tennis channel you think so and also just because she's an american coming back yeah but but she was never a, in other words she's going to get more attention i think because she was on tennis channel because she was never a top singles player right. so her match shouldn't get attention in singles and doubles it should right but in singles she shouldn't get in it but i was just trying to think of how they could will. make it creative i don't think it will They'll probably, if she wins, it will get more. But you know where it will get attention? On my phone, because guess what I just did? <laughs> I subscribed to Tennis Channel Plus. Wow. This yep. podcast is making a lot of money. Getting crazy here. <laughs> Getting cra- well, listen, this podcast has afforded us a certain lifestyle. <laughs> and uh, that allows me to uh, to pay uh, $8 a month um, for or whatever. I don't know. What's... what's it was ninety nine. It's about bucks yeah. It's about eight bucks a month. Yeah, that's not bad. Eight fifty, something like that. There you go. Um, so I'll be able to see her hopefully, or I'll just throw my phone in the garbage because <laughs> I paid a hundred bucks for nothing. Well, and they do have ten courts. I saw, which is nice. But why do you need that? Because you got Directv. True, but they only have technically that. Well, because they simulcast ESPN two. So that takes up one of the channels on the mix. Okay, that's and, right. Yeah. So you have, so you have seven. Oh, channels. even when it's not showing tennis. What do you mean? Oh, you mean the simulcast because ESPN two doesn't have the French Open always. I mean, not ESPN two. Uh, oh, ten, that's what was throwing me case, off. Yeah. Tennis Channel. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so Tennis Channel is broadcasting tennis all day, right? And then on the Directv mix, there's eight options, and I think there's eight options, and or is there six? And then one of I, them is the Tennis Channel simulcast. I think there's eight, but one is the Tennis Channel, one is the the six court all on one screen it's pointless because you can't see anything uh, right right uh, i think so, it's only six courts so basically so there's less courts and and ultimately i want to see they just need to get play site on every court <laughs> well what i saw today that's really cool on the tennis on tennis channel because i did download the app is that you can watch matches after they've already finished oh, cool. like in their entirety which is kind of cool yeah you don't have the dvr anymore right exactly loser i said here's why that doesn't work though if i'm serving Six four six four five four, and the uh, recording's got two minutes left. I know what happens. <laughs> That's the problem with that, that right. uh, recording. So right, 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 I right. already know the outcome. That's why that didn't work. Right. If I'm five all in the third set, fifth set, then somebody it could, works. Somebody could fall down. 
and hurt themselves <laughs> and have to retire. So they need to make every recording five hours to not give away the outcome. You're an idiot. Get on that tennis channel. No, no, you're right, though. I understand what you're saying. All right, so we got a bunch of Americans, and uh, and how, are we going to have a good showing? Are we going to have more than 50% of the Americans make it to the second round? Uh, there's so many lower-ranked Americans. hard to say that many. Yeah. But I think we'll have at least... Well, one is playing Hollop, so she's going to win. Right. Uh, <laughs> Maddox Sands is another one. Best time to play her first round. How about Ty, uh, Taylor Townsend? She mm-hmm. won the U.S. Open... Zero chance. Okay. <laughs> well, she's playing a wild card first round, but right. then she would play Halep. Um, Gosh, you're right. Every line is an American. It's like yeah. every other line. Lipchenko's playing Mertens. That'll be tough. Um, let's see. Yeah, then there's like none the whole rest of that half. You got Coco and Serena. Yeah, Coco. I mean, who knows? She's, you know, not necessarily. Look, oh my goodness. How, how did I not know this? Holy hell. <laughs> Guess who's playing Sam Stoser in the first round? Oh, I did. I, I saw that. Sweet, sweet Yanina. <laughs> Come back to me, baby. She's back on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. I'm going to follow her right now. She, <laughs> all right. I'm going to follow her. And if she wins, it's because of us. That's right. It's that simple. Totally. All right. Yanina. I mean, there's only one. <laughs> she's got 55,000 followers, and she's a million in the world. Well, and Jennifer Brady got a... And apparently she's married, so it's not a whole... Uh, listen, she followed us first. Well, that's why her husband would be jealous of the podcast. Well, obviously. Jennifer Brady got an easy win first round, so... And then she plays... She would have played Conta, but Who since Conta play? lost... <laughs> she played... Come on now. That's pretty good. That was a good one. That's pretty good. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That took... I was a little slow on that. <laughs> <laughs> For those out there who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, of course, that's a it's a reference to a '70s show that was also redone in the early 2000s. God, that was a, re, don't mention the redo. It was so bad. There was two, I think. Was there? I think there was one, and then another one a couple years later. Um, yeah, there was like a not so Brady sequel or something. It was the Brady. Banana. <laughs> So anyway, oh, that was good. Uh, I'm glad I could brighten your day. <laughs> Even though, yeah, half our audience has no idea what that show is, but still good. I watched that as a kid, and I'm not that old. I think, uh, hopefully, a lot of people did. I did see Christina McHale split, and she's got to play the third set tomorrow. Yeah, I and saw she that. had two marathon sets. Yeah, get some damn lights, friends, for Pete's sakes. Man. And I will, I know. And I will totally watch Daniel Collins and Wozniacki, by the way. That's, I, yeah, that's good, an exciting. I think it's a good matchup. A little power against yeah. a little marathoner. And I mean, I was looking at, this is a ranking that people don't look at that often, but I was looking at, for my fantasy tennis team, the You're so weird. <laughs> the road to, what do they call it? The road, the Porsche road to Milan or whatever, the standings, which is just from January 1st to now. And I think Daniel Collins is like top 20. Sweet. So, I mean, she's got to be pretty close to Wozniacki in terms of points just so far this year, which to me is a more important ranking than the actual ranking because it tells you who's in the better form, you know, in the last few months. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I think that'll be – Wozniacki can blow some players out randomly, but I think that'll be a good match. I do too. And I think it could I, – I think uh, – I wouldn't say 50-50 because, uh, you know, shit, she's still, you know, the two seed. But right. uh, I definitely think – Collins has a, a better chance than probably people might think. I know you haven't necessarily played these kind of tournaments, obviously with this big of draws, but does it? Do you think it helps top ranked players 
when other top players lose. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, because sometimes they say on the broadcast, they will say, oh, you know, there's a lot more pressure on them now. They're the only one of the top, you know, eight seeds left or something, you know. Yeah, it just, it just depends if they're, you know, nutbags or not. If they're if they're tough competitors, <laughs> then it's like, yeah. You should, I mean, I would think that would raise your game. I mean, it does increase the pressure, I sure. guess. But, I mean. But, like, if Federer was playing in this and Nadal lost first round, I mean, Federer should immediately double in confidence. Yeah, he, I would wouldn't, think. Bl- he wouldn't blink an eye. Yeah. And, and Serena wouldn't blink an eye and. You know, I mean, how it blinks lots of eyes all the time. <laughs> Only in uh, matches that matter, though. <laughs> right. So first round, she'll be good. But yeah, no, to me, that's the main, the other main storyline is, you know, Halep and Wozniacki, can they continue doing what they're supposed to do? Right. What I want to know is, how is the Muguruza the third seed when I feel like I haven't seen her all year? <laughs> I, I, I mean, but, I have zero hope for her to do well well that's what shows you the state of women's tennis how can you be the third seed i don't know that she's made it to the semi i'm sure she has but i cannot remember seeing her on tv this year probably since the australian i mean she hasn't made deep well, in- hey jackass you don't have bn <laughs> what the hell's wrong i haven't with seen you? any female player on tv holy shit you've got nothing <laughs> but i mean she hasn't been winning tournaments so you would think like i feel like other players have been seeing a lot more of than her yeah, but I mean, you don't have to win tournaments to be. Yeah, if you're consistently getting out of the you know the third, fourth round, I guess you're keeping your ranking up. But yeah. this is when you see like Ostapenko's going to drop quite a bit because she's losing. I mean, those, two thousand points. Yeah, pretty that's much going to hurt a bit. And yeah, so I think you'll hurt. see a lot of these players start to drop off. Svitolina is the one I'm hearing the most about. I'm off her bandwagon because I was on her bandwagon last year and she didn't do anything. But everybody's talking about her looking like one of the top two or three favorites all right so uh so in madrid she lost in the round of 16 um round of 16 at wow oh she retired in stuttgart so she's probably had some injury uh, issues who knows but she would just think her ranking would have dropped at some point lost in round of 32 in italy um see i keep clo- a close eye on the wta but yeah, she's not having a good year. What about Vika? Damn it! I, I mean, I just I want can't. her to be good. So do I, but I just don't want to hear. Well, screaming. there is that. God, <laughs> and I again, I don't care. Human, do human testing on various pitches, and and I don't care if you're the most strident feminist in the universe. Higher pitches are going to bother you more. <laughs> it's just a fact. I'm sorry. It's how the human ear works. I'm sorry. So, spoiler alert, I just saw, finally saw that movie, A Quiet Place, yesterday, and and one of the, the penultimate moments in the movie, they discovered that the alien is affected by a really strong, high-pitched <laughs> squeal. It reminded me of Victoria Azarenka. If they just had her, <laughs> they could have so survived. So, basically, these uh, aliens could never watch <laughs> tennis. That's right. If they only had her, they would have known, and they could have saved the world earlier. Well... That's in the theater still. It is, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're talking about losing listeners. Holy <laughs> it's hell. been out for four or five weeks. I was one of the last to see it. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but, <laughs> you know. Um, I said spoiler alert. That's all you got to say now. If you say that, you're in the clear. You said it pretty quick, though. Spoiler yeah. alert. Here's the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert. I didn't say what it was about. So, like, everybody turned it off. They had no idea what I was talking about. I got you. Um, um, so nobody the, heard it, and then they didn't turn it back on. Right, I exactly. Can hear all the listeners. So, <laughs> yeah. So a lot, 
the Americans, I think, are the story because there's so many of them for us, again, because we're an American podcast and that's all we care about. Um, American privilege. I'm going to give you a free roll bet. I mean, you're going to win no matter what. Okay. What are we going to talk about next week? In other words, what's going to be the prevailing story Ooh. when we get back here in a week? Of course, again, we choose what we talk about, so we can't lose, but you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> in other words, what's going to happen that's right. going to matter. Yeah. One could be that Serena just takes that unseated spot and rolls all the way to next weekend. Yes, if she's still in, that's obviously going to be or, the big story. Or Sharapova's back to form. There we go. We didn't talk about that storyline. Taking out the other Pliskova. She's in line to play Carolina. Yeah. Or Halep loses in first round to risk. American. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we got, we got the one and two seeds are both playing Americans. Yeah, so you've got Sharapova. We could be. Ta- I hope we're talking about Sharapova versus Serena. How great would that be? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That would be about the time they're playing that Sunday, right? I, w- um, I, I will say at least one of them is going to lose, and and I'm tempted to say both ooh, before that matchup. Ooh, ooh. I have little to zero faith in Serena. I said it. I I agree with you. I she would have, she had to be two top twenty players to get to Sharapova. No, she has to compete at the highest level after having <laughs> huge complications after having a baby, even though even though pregnancy is not an injury, unless they rip all your insides out. <laughs> when somebody said, if Serena's at 80%, I think she's got the term in the bag. I said, I think she's at about 40%, if I, even that. I agree. Uh, I said so. That's the thing. Nobody's doubting who and what Serena is and will be for the love of God, and it's not because she's black. <laughs> She will again be the best player in the history of the game again. Right. Not today. <laughs> or tomorrow. Too. Actually, Tuesday. She's again, it's, I feel like it's that Federer hangover of he just he came back and won the first tournament back after injury, and it's now it's like everybody's supposed to do that. I'm like, that's not how it works normally. Yeah. And again, the men's t- tennis sucks, and the women's doesn't. So that makes a difference, right. too. And Mike, you know, Michael Jordan didn't come back and win his first year well, after. Well, he, is, he played half a season, I think, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but then he won his first full year. Again, I, I think by the U.S. Open, she's going to be one of the top four or five players in the world, probably. Yeah. I mean, provided everything's all patched up and it holds. And she gets to play uh, between yeah. now and then. But yeah, no, I'm in agreement with gonna you. Is she going to make it out of the first round? I'll give her the first round because she did win a match, yeah. what, a couple weeks ago or a month ago. So I'll give her that. Then she plays Barty, 17 in the world. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and then she has, has Gurgis, who's 11 in the world. I mean... I don't think she makes it out of the second round. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't be shocked if she made it out of the second. I'd be pretty surprised if she made it out of the third. Right. And then Sharapova, she would probably beat. Because <laughs> she has if such she a good... If she got to that point, right. then obviously she's back. And she has such a good record against Sharapova. And Sharapova would have had to have beaten, you know, a good player too to get there. Which actually isn't a bad thing. That's a good thing. That if they're getting through, they're getting confidence and getting matches under their belts and good matches. That actually helps them. Right. But anywho. All right. Anything else on the women's tour? Nothing. On I the can women's, think of. Uh, I mean, draw? Nope. Nobody cares about breaking down these damn draws, to be honest. We don't want to talk about the uh, number 120 in the world Canadian. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Nobody cares about her. I can't understand why. Well, I've got a couple of reasons. <laughs> Start with the fact that it's Canada. That's right. I don't dislike Canada. I've never been. 
Have you been to Canada? I have, actually. It was wonderful. As pale as you are, I think you were from Canada. <laughs> Good God almighty. I went in the summer. It was it was great. Uh, where'd you go? Victoria Island. It was about oh, nice. 82 degrees for the high oh. the entire week we were there in August. Got a former player out in that area. Yeah. I might be going back this year. Please do. Stay. Remote bro. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know you're, you're leaving. We've got... Corey's Corner. I'm not leaving. Look, he's he's pushing for it. He was he, he did some work on this one. Oh, no, don't don't hype it up. Let's not hype be, it up. This don't. is going to be awful, <laughs> awful. Don't hype it up. Um, All right, no, no I, I just want to make sure that we wrap up the women's and understand that. Listen, who gives a shit about going through the draw for God's no. sakes? Well, first of all, half the matches we would talk about would be done, even if they weren't. We could still talk about Monday and right. or Tuesday, but it's just. I've never been one to, you know, it's like, all right, talking about how an individual player is going to do right. against their third potential opponent of a tournament. It, I mean, there's so many variables, and so, especially on clay. Right. It's so many variables, um, and, uh, and who knows? And so it's just kind of... You just end up sounding goofy if you go back and listen to it. Well, I was going to say, let's say we spend 10 minutes breaking down, you know, Serena and Sharapova. And then that's 10 minutes of our life we aren't getting back when they don't play. And they, yeah. Not that we're getting anywhere at this back, but. <laughs> yeah, but we'd want it back. Right. If, if they both lost in the first yeah, round. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah. So I don't think you can go through. Like, I kind of hate when they do that on the screen. Where's the projected matchups for the round of 16? I'm like. When has that ever actually happened in the history of any tournament? Well, where the round of the big four, well, those. the big four in the semis are going to be who? <laughs> yeah, that I can understand. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't like to go future matchups because you just don't know. Yeah, I just hope we have some compelling quality tennis on the men's side. For the love of God, um, that's what we need. And then I hope these Ameri- this this spate of American women. I hope they do some damage. I hope they do some damage. Well, and I'll give you a second since I gave you the Serena question, or the, I'll give you the question: of What we're talking about in terms of the men's? Will Nadal have lost a set by the next time we record? I got a tip for you: <laughs> Nadal's not winning the French Open this yeah? year. Yeah. Oh. Called it. <laughs> Called it. Uh, so, uh, well, now you got to make a prediction. Well, I'm, I've got my tickets booked, and I'm going to take a baseball bat to his knee. <laughs> I will be right. That's the only, I the will only, be right. the only way he's that's not my, winning. That's my point. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. Will what now? Will he have lost it by I'm the set. by the next podcast? Yeah, no. So three rounds at least, maybe four. Yeah. So, so he's going through the first three, nine and zero, as Brad Gilbert would say. Yep. Yeah, it's just yep. terrible. It's yep. terrible. So, uh, all right, let's get to the most important part. The reason we started this podcast, you know, sixty, <laughs> fifty something, sixty something episodes ago, and that's so we could eventually get to. Corey's Corner. A platform for me, finally. Take it away. That's what I've been waiting on. Well, no, you spoiled it as we always do, speaking of spoiler alerts. And this is the only Grand Slam where they start on Sunday. And to me, how obvious is that? You should, every tournament should start on a Saturday or Sunday. Get the biggest audience, the most amount of people come to watch. And so the French Open hasn't figured out. I wish the US Open, the Australian, and Wimbledon would jump on board. And I want them to start on Saturday. Have the first round be on Saturday and Sunday when the most people can come watch, the most people right. are able to watch it on TV. And I just think it's a better tournament. Yeah, you're going to affect the minor terms, but nobody's watching those anyway. Right. So you're wasting an entire weekend on a matchup that people didn't want to see anyway. Yeah, and you push all those winners of, you know, those matches leading in right. Geneva or whatever, you push them until that Tuesday. 
And then you make the first two rounds three days each. So you do three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the first round. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the second round. Then you're on the same schedule you always are. Well, it's it's a bigger issue for those venues that don't have lights. Right. But the U.S. Open has night match options, and they're, yeah. they're finishing construction on another one. Um, on the, yeah. Is that Armstrong, Armstrong still? Yeah. Are they still calling it Armstrong? And they're making you buy tickets now for Armstrong. We used to be just kind of open seating, right. I think. Uh, but it's going to be a squared up type place with a roof and it'll be all wonderful. But you're telling me the US Open doesn't want, you know, 24 more hours of TV See, coverage? Well, I think the, the key thing is, is what you said is, why aren't the stands full on the first two days of a tournament? I mean, think about the first two days of March Madness. All those games going on. Right. It's like every channel you turn to, there's different matchups and they're all like, they're all scheduled like in 15 minutes. They're right. like offset oh, yeah. and kind of get into one and then switch before the next one starts. Right. Um, so I love the Saturday start. It should definitely do that. And the three-day and the three-day is brilliant, too, because it takes care of all issues with darkness, with weather, right? Um, and you don't have to get all hemmed up and end up, you know, playing, you know, unless you're Isner and you play a 617-day <laughs> right. you know, match. Um, I like it. You're a genius. You're a genius. I, I hear that every day. Somebody give us the keys to tennis. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fixing it one episode at a time. We're fixing this damn game. And so instead, we're watching Fuxovics. I love calling him that. Fuxovics <laughs> and Gojewicz <laughs> in the final of Geneva. We could be watching the first round of the French that Open. first syllable. You came in strong. <laughs> Just say it. I've said it so many times, man. I don't mean I to. Love, I think his name is Fuxovic or something. I'm like, no, it's Fuxovic. Yeah, like, that's his name. Until he wins. Well, he did win the tournament. Yes, he did. But we're watching that on a you know Sunday instead of the French Open first round. We could be watching everybody. Well, listen, some people, you know, team was playing a tournament. You know, Geneva, Stan used to play Geneva a lot. Right. It's his home, he did. He whatever. He, um, he lost to Fuxovic. <laughs> son of a. <laughs> he got Fuxovic. <laughs> You had that. You had that locked and loaded for about I was four days. That up. That's you. right. Holy hell! <laughs> Old Corey's corner was just so you could say that. Oh my god. Um, but oh. yes, I think that would be great. And I just think then you have three weekends of tennis, which is when people are watching the most. And then Monday is actually more interesting because the tournament's already going. People that have gone the first two days, they already know what's going up. So many people today are like, oh, the French Open started. They don't even know. Right. Or if it starts on that Saturday, everybody knows about it. Everybody's available to watch. Right. Um, you know, it's good weather. Everybody can. Everybody's available to go spectate. I like it. It is depressing, like you said. But to wait, see that it's Monday. Memorial Day. Oh, wait. <laughs> nowhere else in the world right. but here. It is um, depressing, like you say, though, to turn on that Monday and it's like, oh, there's 20 people there. You're watching two people that I'm like intent on watching, right. men or women. It doesn't matter because... I got news for you. If you want to talk about equal prize money on the first day, ain't nobody bringing in a right. dime to that damn thing. <laughs> Men, women, mixed right. doubles, whatever, it's empty. Even well, with really good top 10 players, yeah. it's empty. Well, and I've heard the French is kind of elitist with their ticket prices, too. They, I think that's part of the reason it's empty is they don't they want to charge a ton, and they'd no. rather have it half full. Bag-headed but even the U.S. Open, I'm sure, is not booked on that first day. Right. Although it's Labor, the first day is not Labor Day, but the second Monday, I guess. But yeah, on a Saturday or Sunday, you tell me you can't fill up. You couldn't fill up the U.S. Open. Yeah, you're um, in a major city. I right. Mean, every Grand Slam is in a major city, a world's you know size city, and they should be packed. And you just make those those many leading up tournaments, make the finals of those on Saturday, so then everybody's free by Sunday. Right. If somebody's in the finals, they can they can you know skip out. The players are still going to play those because a lot of them need the match practice. They're right. still going to play those lead up tournaments. Yeah. Because they want the like, while well, Rinka needed the match play, or the ones like, 
What's his name again? <laughs> Fuxovic. Yeah, he needs the money and the points. Right. So it matters to him. So I think this is probably your best Corey's Corner yet. <laughs> Just because of the uh, player I talked about? Because you spent four minutes prepping for that's it. That's right. At least. Yeah. And so that's, I, that's when I get my best work. I like it. How do we make this happen? Let's go. <laughs> Djokovic, get your union started. Let's make this happen. Yes. I mean, I think it'd be great. I and mean, it was cool to see the qualifying, like you said, but it doesn't compare to the first right. round main draw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you could do it even, you can make the first Saturday, it could be half qualifying and half main draw. That's what they do in the challengers a lot of times. Right. Nobody's going to really know when they go to a court if it's a qualifying match or a main draw match necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They're going to go for the bigger name, the biggest names they know. Yeah. No, no, I, I think that sort of uh, thinking, that forward thinking, um, <laughs> definitely can help benefit this game for sure. Um, I mean, listen, lights at, you know, roof at Wimbledon, that's, right. that's a big deal. And I think going to a Saturday is a big deal. Well, and everybody knows that the Grand Slams get infinitely more attention than any other tournament, so why not make them two days longer? Right. I mean, I yeah. don't yeah, see yeah, any yeah. downside to that. Right, right. Geneva is going to complain. And Lyon. <laughs> right. Lyon yes. is going to play, complain. Who cares? Well, and by the way, what do we keep hearing about overplaying and, you know, injuries and, hey, now you just got an extra day, two days off during the tournament. During the first, right. Right. So, I mean, and you can fit 128 matches. You don't have to fit them in one day, which is what they do at Wimbledon. You're playing on court 27 right. in front of five people. Right. So I think that, I mean, I think it solves a lot of problems. You're brilliant. I'm going to send that out at BG Tennis Nation <laughs> and see what he says. There you go. He gives out red cards and yellow cards, which, okay. which bothers me, man. What's the positive? I don't get a positive? There's no green option? I don't think so. I think he'll, maybe he'll give you a nickname. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I did see, speaking of that. BG Tennis Nation, we only kid because we care because we know <laughs> you've got so much more in the tank. Buddy. Well, take a guess. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. I did read a nickname for Danielle Collins, and it was reminding me of a previous nickname that Brad Gilbert had mentioned to you. I don't know what. He's the Danimal. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's not the Stanimal, it's the Danimal. It's the Danimal. That wasn't his nickname that I'm more of. I, I just, someone oh, else oh, said it. Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. He'll be more creative, I think, with her. I mean, I think it'd be Danielle Collins Harper Publishing. <laughs> Nothing. There you go. See? Stick Daniel. with your uh, Marsha Brady line. About Danielle Tom Collins. There that's you a, go. That's a drink. There, I got it. I got um, it. Yeah, that's all I got for Collins. <laughs> Danielle Phil Collins. We'll work on that. Danielle, is she related to Phil Collins by any chance? I would be shocked if she were. Yeah, me too. Pretty common name. I would imagine. <laughs> Danielle, I mean. Um, Phil. So, right. All right, anything else? I think that's it. I'm excited about uh, week one. Man, and I think you should be excited about the fact that you can actually watch women's tennis. I am really kid. excited. Yeah. Um I mean, I won't, but I'm excited to be able to. <laughs> no, I think there are many, as you said, many times, especially in the early rounds where the women's matches are way more compelling. Hey, you know what? If you don't, if you don't tell anybody, I'll give you my password <laughs> to the Tennis Plus channel. Hey, Plus. there you go. How about that? Yeah. Oh, wait, you have DirecTV, don't you? Well, the, in theory, yes, normally. Oh, you had it. <laughs> Did you Didn't pay it? my bill. My podcast uh, check hasn't cashed yet. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, know, you try to do some home repairs and uh, the dish went with it. <laughs> Anger management issues. The dish uh, took the brunt. No, I have five days without sale. I have no idea. what. I'm, we might have to record a show every day for the next five days just what to did you keep do? me occupied. Why did you take your satellite dish? It wasn't my choice. Oh. It was our apartment decided I can't have a satellite dish after two years of having one. 
nice. yeah and they took it down themselves so so you're moving yeah yes perfect canada <laughs> <laughs> they don't have i don't think they have satellites there oh you're going to coach uh francois <laughs> Fran- france 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 what is i was gonna francois say no because she's black but nobody would get that if they hadn't watched this oh my god the rest of the show um <laughs> please listen to the beginning of the show please he needs yeah. a future yes he's married he's got his you know, i do support himself and um, family um listen, no i played grass court tennis in canada i hope francois abandi abanda that, i think abanda i hope she gets to top 30 in the world within the next six months i hope her country i hope her country doesn't abandon her nice <laughs> then i would support you know really Yay, Canada's number one. <laughs> but if your claim to fame is being ahead, I'm ahead of Eugenie Bouchard, <laughs> all right? So Exactly. Well, I mean, uh, they have two, like you said, top 30 men. Do they really care they got a woman that's 120? Mm. I can't believe we even spent any time on the podcast talking about her. She, that's more than she deserves. That's tennis Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. She might deserve it one day. Yeah. But 120 in the world doesn't. De- Let's find out who the 120 men in the world is. Make sure we're not. <laughs> it's going to be like some amazing player that we've uh, that we've seen Talked for about. years. <laughs> yeah. Jackson. <laughs> it's going to be Tiafo right. or somebody. No. No, he's better than that now. He's better. All right. Now we've got. Buxovic. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope so. No, he's up in the top 100, too. Perfect. Never heard of this guy. Yeah. Portugal. Sosa. Yep. There you go. So, and there's only, another guy that has the exact same name. There's two guys of the exact same name. Both from Portugal. Portugal. No, I think they're from different countries actually. No. Well, that was the guy that won his Portuguese tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So I we did so. talk about him. Shit. <laughs> God, we are sexist and racist. Damn it. Well, hey, when she wins her Canadian Rogers Cup, or uh-huh. then we'll talk about her. Or a, a smaller one. I'm sure they have yeah. smaller tournaments. Uh, I guess they must. Oh my God, we have to. You know I have to what? say, though, to be from Canada and be 120 is actually impressive. Listen, we need to hurry up and get over to Starbucks and uh, join in the sensitivity training. That, that <laughs> the entire Starbucks. I thought store. you were going to say use the bathroom since now anybody can. No, no. They're they're closed today. Uh, they closed at 2.30 today. Oh, that was today? Countrywide. Nation, yeah. Worldwide to have uh, sensitivity. Uh, maybe just in America. And so how much money do you think they lose? I hope a lot. I mean, that's hundreds of millions, I would maybe not hundreds of millions, tens of millions, I would think, on a Sunday to be closed. I would hope so. That's because uh, they're so stupid. I don't drink coffee, so it doesn't affect I don't me. Either. I do spend a lot at Starbucks, but it's mainly on tea. <laughs> We're so cultured. That's why we like tennis. All right, so uh, is that everything? I'm excited about the French. I always get excited about the French. I do too. I, I still hate how you can't see the ball unless you have a giant TV. Yeah, um, or I need to get a 4D or something. You would think in you know 2018 we'd be able to see the ball by now. I definitely watch most of the French Open standing in the middle of my living room. <laughs> Don't not naked. I wasn't going to say <laughs> just standing in front of my TV, kind of getting up close. Should um, they do that thing like hockey used to do? Especially if it's sunny. If it's not sunny, it's better. Right. Um, what's that fight? No, remember when they had the yeah. puck with the trail on the, it? The, the purple. Yeah. Yeah. Fox. That, that was, listen, that was pre HD TV. That right. was very inventive. <laughs> and, it, and then the, and then hockey went on strike. Would they have, would it be better? I wondered about this. Would it be better if the ball was a different, would it be better if it was white or no, there's no other color that would matter. No, no, no. I think they should try something. I don't think they've ever tried before. And that's paint the clay blue. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They did that. That was disaster. really popular when they did it. What a disaster. So, anyway, all right, we're rambling yes. about nothing, which really is what we do. Hey, Nadal lost when they did that, so maybe they should do it. Yeah, baby. 
All right. Uh, anything else? That's it. All right. So week one is underway of the French Open. And um, in the meantime, make sure you tell all your friends, except for, like, don't listen to the racist parts or the spoiler alert part or the <laughs> sexist parts. Um, we did make fun of Jack Sock. I know Tennis Twitter likes that. We've got to make sure to get that in weekly. By the way, I, I do have a, another example of the man and the patriarchy holding somebody down. Yeah? Yeah, Jack Sock. <laughs> he played doubles with Nick Kyrgios and caused him an injury and thus had to pull out of the French Open. Oh, I see. I didn't even know this. Yeah, it was a conspiracy. I know it. They won Lyon. Wow. They won Lyon. But he's a racist. So he <laughs> didn't play with Nick Kyrgios because he's not a racist. Right. He played with Nick Kyrgios because he is a racist and he wanted to wear him out <laughs> And, and tweak whatever injury he's got. Is this an actual theory? And then he would have to pull out of the French Open, thereby causing him to not be able to uh, compete. And giving Sock a better chance to win. No, just hurting... You <laughs> just know. hurting him, not even yeah, for his yeah, own just benefit. Just hurting a person of color. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's obviously oh, why they played together. God, I hate Twins Twitter so much. <laughs> I don't know why I get wrapped up in it. Anyway... Um, all right, so uh, again, always, as always, check out all of our places. Our website, TennisRevolutionPodcast.com. You ever been there? <laughs> of course you have Our best line last week was, you found it once, <laughs> so find it again. <laughs> <laughs> you found it once, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Instagram, TennisRevolutionPod. Follow us, but for no reason. <laughs> um, we'll look at your dumb pictures, I guess. Right. But um, we're not going to put any up. And I've got some big news. Some big, big news. Tennis Twitter. Uh, it's so easy to change the at whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and you still keep your followers? Everything's exactly the same. Huh. I don't understand it. Nice. It's amazing technology. I didn't have to send in a letter in triplicate or anything. <laughs> so at 10SREV is no longer. Uh-oh. Still exact same account. Right. I just scratched it out and wrote a different name below it. And they took it. <laughs> At Tennis Rev Pod. Tennis as the Lord intended it to be spelled. <laughs> T-E-N-N-I-S-R-E-V-P-O-D. Because people like me couldn't figure out 10S for a long time. And I just got sick of saying one the Rev. And they were like, what the hell? You give me your phone number? <laughs> so Tennis Rev Pod on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I think we're into the thousands. Oh no, we're not. People can see that. So we're up to <laughs> <laughs> we're under we're up to 165 followers. I'm following almost four times as many people as that are following us. That's some bullshit, man. I was gonna say. I think that's a red flag when you're that's following more bullshit. than people to follow you. <laughs> uh, well, that's because in the early days I didn't know really how to do it. Right. So I was just hitting buttons and yeah. following everybody. So I need to go through and get take care. Of that. I'll spend the uh, rest of the day just creating fake accounts and following you. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Fake news. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That's it. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Google Play. The other thing. iTunes, the obvious. Cat cast something. Cast broken arm cast. <laughs> cast away. Cast it could be cast away. That's a good name <laughs> for a podcast uh whatever. Yeah. What else? Oh yeah, Apple, iTunes, yeah. Uh, i podcast thingamabob. <laughs> uh, I guess really what you said earlier. You found us once. Right. right. So the excuse is no longer valid. All right. Until next time. 
everybody. Thanks for joining the revolution, and we'll see you in a week. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs>